1: AJ! Avery! Joshua! Welcome to you, the podcast listener, and it's a preview of Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Povetkin. I'm pleased to say I've got Hamed Zaman back on. How are you doing, Hamed? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, How's it going, Sean? How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm not excited as much as I was last week. Uh, I'm looking forward to the fight between AJ and Povetkin, but I'm not as excited as I was for Canelo and Triple G last week. However, I do think it's worthy of a little preview show to discuss the fight uh, and what our opinions are and how we think it's going to play out and what factors are going to play into this fight. It's going to be quite interesting. A lot of people having Povetkin as a bit of a banana skin for this one, and I want to really get your take on, on this fight. Is it is it a banana skin for AJ, or is it another standard AJ performance, Ahmed?
0: Okay, uh, before, I get, uh, before I answer the question, there's two things. I agree with you. I, I haven't really even thought about this fight. I, I actually completely forgot about it until... Um, I think it was until about Monday, because the Golovkin-Canelo fight was such a big fight. I know I, I wasn't on here to talk about it with you, but I talked about it on other various podcasts with other people. Uh, it, it completely overshadowed, I think, every other fight. It was the biggest fight of the year. And with this fight, I, I think it's not the fight the fans wanted. at all. I've heard is not many tickets have uh, been sold. I think there's still a lot of tickets unsold. Yeah, uh, I right. still I, I still think it's, it's a very dangerous fight. And I still think, to answer your question, is a very good fight. Uh, I don't think people could sleep on it, but I've completely, I've completely not been hyped up about it. I'm kind of trying to get myself into it now because I think it's a good fight. But I think the hype around it has been overshadowed with so many people views and the Golovkin Canelo fight been such a big fight with all the controversy and the fight actually living up to its hype. With this fight, uh, I'm not too sure what we're gonna get, but I think it's a dangerous fight. Uh, it depends what pavetkin has got left, but. This is not a bad fight. Uh, let's not get a mistake. Kovalev is the third best heavyweight in the world, uh, ranked officially by the Ring Magazine, behind Joshua and Walder. Um, is there bananas? I think it could be. I think is capable of knocking him out. I think this is probably uh, Joshua's most toughest fight since the Klitschko fight in terms of uh, in terms of uh, the opponent uh, being capable of knocking him out. Uh, I'm not too sure if uh, Pavetkin has a better chance than uh, had better chance than seeing someone like Parker go in the distance or possibly beating him because I think Parker had a chance of maybe outboxing Joshua and also he could punch a bit as well. But uh, Pavetkin, I say he's got a pure puncher's chance and I gave him a really high chance. I think as the fights got closer and as I've thought about it, Joshua hasn't looked too good. But what do you think about this?
1: Well. Let me go back to what you just said about what Joshua uh, has said about Povetkin. He actually has said in the press conference, which has happened today, that Povetkin, he classes it as his toughest test since the Klitschko fight. And I would agree with his own assessment of that. And it's quite refreshing to hear that he has, he seems to be taking this sort of changing personality with the media now. People will say this is this is him becoming the real Anthony Joshua, the Joshua that you would expect on the street, not the Joshua that seems to have been groomed for media presence. Uh, he seems to be becoming a bit more himself, and I think you know what that is. I think it's the fact that he's now under such immense pressure to, to to be in such big fights, and I think it's like it was. He's getting a bit nasty now. He's getting a bit more nasty in the way he's he's talking about these fights. It's like He's had enough of media criticising him and he's probably took a lot of stick because of the Wilder fight not coming off. And I said it on the podcast this week, the episode, that it's being rumoured that Frank Warren is going to announce the Fury Wilder fight just to basically piss all over this fight and take the shine away from it, which wouldn't surprise me because they do it to each other, Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren. So it wouldn't surprise me if that happens. Now, in the case of Joshua, for me, he needs this type of attitude, to be honest with you. It's great that he's been a humble champion and a humble guy for, for all of his career so far. But we want to see this nasty Joshua. I want to see a nasty version of him. I want to see him show his real side. And, and I'm starting to see glimpses of it in the interviews that I've been watching recently especially in today's press, where he seems to be coming out of a shell in terms of his personal self. And, you know, we know he's got this history behind him of, of, of dealing drugs in the past, and we know he's got this street history behind him. But it's like he's been groomed for this media role ever since he went into the Olympics and he turned his his life around and became a boxer. And, you know, we we, we had the history of the Olympics and and winning gold and all the rest of it. It seemed like he's always been groomed to be this perfect British champion. But now, for me, it's it's like he's becoming the real Anthony Joshua. And this fight with Povetkin, on paper, is his toughest fight since Vladimir Klitschko we wasn't expecting the Vladimir Klitschko fight to be as tough as it was to be fair but this Povetkin fight for me is tough for him because he's going in with a guy whilst he is a 39 year old fighter maybe some people will say is he past his best? quite possibly yeah but the only other person that has beaten Alexander Povetkin is Vladimir Klitschko so It tells you the story of where Povetkin's at as a fighter. He's only ever been beaten by this one man who, coincidentally, was also a guy that had great height and reach advantages over him. Uh, And he gave Povetkin a a bit of a schooling in that fight. For people that remember it, it was a bit of a schooling for for Alexander Povetkin against Vladimir Klitschko. He lost via a unanimous decision back in 2013. Uh, And and Klitschko goes toyed with him all the way through the fight in the standard Klitschko fashion. On Saturday night, when the two get in the middle of the ring, am I expecting the same? I don't think. I don't think it is going to be the same. Joshua is a different fighter than Klitschko. Joshua is more liable to take risks than what Klitschko did. Anytime time Klitschko took a risk, he got hurt or he got beaten. Uh, off a relatively unknown or unfancied or lower down the rankings fighter as we've seen in in his career apart from obviously the Joshua fight but if Joshua takes a risk we've seen him get hurt before we've seen him get hurt on on the floor against Klitschko we've seen him get hurt against Dillian White we know there's still some slight vulnerabilities to his game there regardless of where he's at as a champion you've got to remember with Anthony Joshua he is only still 21 fights into his career. Some fighters at this stage of the career are only just getting world title shots. Some of them don't even get until other 30 fights in. He's been thrusted into the limelight at a very early stage. Yet he's been spoon fed a lot of the opponents, and a lot of the opponents are, are to build that record up and to give him this aura of invincibility. <laughs> But as soon as he started getting in the ring with bigger fighters... You started to see there was more defensive fragilities to his game. Dillian White rocked him. And obviously Joshua went on to stop him in that fight. But Dillian White has shown us the first vulnerability in his armour That once he gets emotionally involved in a fight... It can become a little bit messy. The Klitschko fight... You know, he, he dropped Klitschko in the fifth round. He should have finished that fight there and then... However, for whatever reason... He decided to let Klitschko back into the fight... And he let Klitschko get that right hand through... Which dropped him in... It dropped him heavy... Uh, and I thought... When I first seen that knockdown against Klitschko... He was, he was staying down... But to his credit he got up... Now he's got the two defences against Parker and Takam... Who... As, as good as fighters as they are... They're not at elite level... They're world level fighters... They're not elite fighters... For me... Alexander Povetkin is probably up there as one of the elite fighters of the division. I'm not saying he's like Deontay Wilder, because Deontay is probably the elite fighter along with Joshua in the division, but he is the best of the bunch that are out there at the moment. People are going to argue <coughs> Dillian White is also one of the best of the bunch out there at the moment, but... For me, Povetkin is the, probably the right test at this time, given the fact that we can't get the fight that we actually want to see. Banana skin, possibly. But, Hamed, I want to get your your, your take on, 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 on how things may go down on Saturday night. Uh, okay. I think everything
0: you said is true. Um, before I get to the actual prediction or what I think might take place, because I think I predicted... the. Uh, Golovkin-Canelo fight to the dot. I actually predict the first one as well. With this, I haven't really thought about it because I'm not too sure if I'm too up for this. All these fights on pay-per-view and I really wanted to see Joshua fight wilder. I would have even... Uh, I would have even preferred to have seen uh, Joshua maybe even fight Dylan White more in a rematch than Povetkin at this stage of Povetkin's career. Um... I'm not too sure if uh, if it's to do with Pavetkin's age and the fact that he's had trouble being busted twice um, for PEDs, but um, I'm not too sure if it's also to do with the fact that the whole golovkin Keller fight has kind of overshadowed this and the fact that more people want to see Fury and uh, Wild. Obviously, that's one of the biggest fights probably in boxing. Now, actually, going back to the fight, it is not a bad fight. It's just the timing of it. Uh, of course, it's probably a better matchup than the Dinda White rematch because uh, Dinda White uh, has fought already fought Joshua. But going into this fight, I think Povetkin's resume is uh, not too bad, but I think it's slightly overrated. I don't think he's beaten anyone. Uh, I think if he fought someone like Heath when he was in his prime, when he was in his prime, say twenty ten, eleven, twelve, those years. Or even, say, 2013, if he... I don't think he fought that year, so actually, I wouldn't uh, say he could have fought that year. But say if he fought someone like he at that time... I know he had a problem with Wilder, they were meant to fight, uh, and what, <coughs> And Walda uh, pulled out uh, failed uh, P- uh, for PDs. He got popped, I think, once or maybe twice, I'm not too sure... <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, he has he has fought the best at the time. I think the era was kind of weak. He fought, I think, Wal uh, Vladimir in 2013, and he's meant to fight Wild in 2016. I, I just think going into this fight, he's coming off a a shaky win over Price. It was a bad knocker, but he was down, and he looked like he was losing that fight. He did put Price down, and he, he almost he got he got dropped himself. I think he got cut, kept off the ropes. So if the ropes were there, he almost went out the ring. Uh, I think the actual fight is not too bad of a fight stylistically. I disagree a bit on a certain thing with with, uh, with, uh, uh, Parker. I think Parker stylistically had more chance of going 12 rounds and not getting knocked out than Povetkin. But I think Povetkin has more chance of knocking Joshua out, but also has more chance of getting knocked out. He's very easy to tag... uh, it depends how Joshua fights, but he's very easy to tag In the first five, six rounds, I was at the last card uh, of Joshua, which was Joshua Parker and Pavetkin was on the undercard. I, said, I was thinking Povetkin might have a punch's chance against Joshua if Joshua beats Parker, which he did that later that night. But he also uh, is going to be very open to get counted and knocked out. I personally think this fight is probably most dangerous for Joshua as well as Pavetkin in the first five, six rounds. I think if Joshua survives the first six, I can't see I can't see Pavetkin winning. I think with his age, with the fact, uh, with the fact that he's, it looks like he's had a long career and he's been in a lot of wars. Where he's had a lot of way until the Klitschko fight was like twelve rounds of getting dropped three three times. Um, I think Joshua fails to put money on his favorite, but Joshua has to fight a calculated fight. He, if like you said, if he fights the way he fought Dillian White and Klitschko and has his chin open in the air, he, he could potentially get knocked down, knocked out. I think there is a high a probability he might get dropped. I think Pavetkin people are underrating him. He has very good. Uh, I don't know if it's called if his. I'd call it cutting off the ring. But he has very good uh, fighting. Uh, a very good. Uh, Armor and fighting big guys and getting on the inside. Like, I think he's very quite hard to keep on out on the range. Like, I think Price and Klitschko, these guys are big guys with long reach, and even they had trouble at times keeping him at bay. I think uh, Klitschko even said after the fight he had to hold him and. in and I think Klitschko kind of bent the rules. He should have got a point or two deducted. That was a very bad performance from the referee that night. Lose Pabon Klitschko did drop in three or four times. No doubt Klitschko going to win the fight. Probably the referee or the performance of the ref will make a difference uh, in the result, but I think the flow of the fight kind of got affected. But back to the why I meant, even against David Price. Uh, Uh, Pavetkin is a guy that will give you value for money he's willing to get hit in order to hit so he's probably be he probably willing against Joshua to willing to get knocked out in order to knock out Joshua I think for the fans that could work uh in their favor I think we'll probably get a better fight than we expected uh and better fight than the Joseph Parker fight because I think Parker was kind of negative. I don't blame him early on. I think he did the right thing and I thought he did not too bad against Joshua. I still clearly think Joshua won but back to Povetkin, I think uh, this could work uh, in Joshua's favour but Joshua has to keep his guard up. If Joshua fights the way he fought Dillian White, I don't think he will. I think he's learned from experience and he's kind of learned from that fight Or well, even if he fights against uh, someone like Takam where I thought he was a bit flat and he didn't really he didn't really move through the gears I think he kind of stayed in the one gear, kind of in like a neutral gear, and he just wouldn't, uh, I think, wouldn't, or wasn't able to pull the trigger or finish him conclusively. I think the stoppage was very bad, but I think that might have been to do with the weight and the whole opponent, uh, two weeks' notice, later rep- opponent and the replacement. But with Povetkin, I think he needs to use his jab. That's one thing I was impressed with against Parker. But Pavetkin is someone who is, uh, who is someone who's uh, willing to bob and weave the jab and get on the inside so the jab might be might be good for joshua in terms of keeping him at range but he'll have to try and punish provetkin coming in so he'll have to follow up the jab with either a double jab on the right hand or he'll have to try and try and fight him on the inside i think joshua might be a better fighter on the inside than he's shown in the past. Uh, on the outside but in his last fight I was very impressed with the jab and his range against Parker but I think Pavetkin might be a better fighter than Parker in terms of pedigree I think he is an Olympic gold medalist just like Joshua and they're both arguably unbeaten take out the Klitschko defeat I think they've only uh, Joshua's unbeaten I think uh, Pavetkin's only got one defeat to Klitschko and Klitschko came close to lock out Joshua. So I think there's no shame in that. I think it's a tough fight. Uh, to call it, I think Joshua is a favourite. But I wouldn't bet on... I wouldn't roll out Povetkin. I wouldn't put money on Joshua. Handily, I, I, if I was putting money on this fight, I'd really think carefully about it. I think Povetkin is really live. Very dangerous. I think Joshua is the favourite. I don't think this fight is probably where he would. Could have been if Povetkin fought in 2013-2012 pre-Klitschko pre Klitschko before the Klitschko fight Povetkin might have had a chance but I think Joshua is the favourite but I think Joshua needs to keep his guard up. I would have liked to have seen Hay and Povetkin fight in say 2012 or eleven, because I think someone like he like who has good head movement that would have been stylistically a good, good, good fight. With Joshua who doesn't move his head I think this could either work in Povetkin's favour or either Joshua cleans up his defence and actually makes uh, the Pavetkin pay for coming in, but I I think this is not a bad fight, and it's uh, kind of tricky how to call it. I'm not too sure if it goes the distance or if it ends in a knockout.
1: I think Pavetkin's best chances are going to come in the early rounds, Ahmed. I think for Pavetkin to win this fight, he's going to have to put it on Joshua early, and I think Joshua going to expect that. Let's be honest, Rob McCracken, he knows. Pavetkin's best chances to win this fight is to come in there early, try and cut the ring down, try and get on the inside of the bigger man and land them shots, them hooks on the inside, them short hooks, the same short hooks that put David Price down and out for the night. That is what you're going to expect Pavetkin to come and have to do. I hope, for, for from a fan's perspective, that he doesn't come and he's negative. Because what is the point of being there if you're not going to get your last opportunity to become a world heavyweight champion? Again, if he's going to come to become that champion, he's got to get on the inside. He's got to get short hooks. The same short hook that Dillian White... ...caught Anthony Joshua with when they fought in 2015... ...he'd have to throw that same hook on the inside... ...if he can get under that long reach of Joshua... ...if he can get under that jab of Joshua... ...on the flip side of the coin for Anthony Joshua... ...he needs to keep this fight at range and as much as possible and he needs to be looking for the one-two I think for me Povetkin he, he, he can come forward in straight lines too much at times I'm not saying he does it all the time he can work his way in very much like a sort of the way Joe Frazier used to work his way into on the inside I'm not comparing the two by the way but I'm saying that <laughs> he, he needs to work his way in to get to Joshua but Joshua needs to make sure he keeps his fight at range he needs to wait for that one-two This same again A similar way to the way Klitschko fought. If you look at the way Klitschko fought Alexander Povetkin he kept him at range like he did with most of his fights he'd keep you at range with that jab and then he'd wait for that opportunity to pop the right hand and as soon as that right hand landed the power would tell it would either discourage the opponent to fight negatively or it would genuinely get that much of a sweet shot that it would drop the opponent and which we've seen that happen before in the past so they sort of for me they're keys to victory for both men in this fight Prediction wise I think I'm going to go to Predictions now I think And I'm going to I'm going to talk talk About it I think I think this is where We should get to This point where We want to give Our predictions And my prediction For this fight I'm expecting Joshua to win Let's be honest you and the rest of the world will probably expect Joshua to win. We have confirmed it is a dangerous fight for him. It's a potential banana skin. It's a potential upset, a rock in the road, whatever you want to call it. It is that. But for me, Joshua uh, has has had so many fights under his belt, so much championship experience, overcame adversity in his fights. He should be smart enough now to be able to keep this fight at range. And I don't expect it to go with the 12 rounds. You've said it in what you were saying there, Hamid. You said Pavetkin is the type of fighter that will come forward, leave himself open enough to be able to get his shot off. And I think that's what's going to happen. He's going to leave himself open too much that Joshua is going to be able to get them right hands in uh, and eventually stop him. I think mid to late stoppage is what I'm expecting. If Povetkin comes out and tries to swing from the fences from the first round... It could end quite early, but I'm expecting more of a mid to late stoppage in this one. That is where I'm going. Anthony Joshua wins, I'm saying between round six to ten. That's what I'm going for. Hamed, you tell me what you're thinking on this one.
0: Okay, I don't think there's any more to it dissect uh, I kind of went into a long breakdown probably longer than I expected but I haven't really thought about this fight so that's why I did there's one one very important thing I think I forgot I just want to make that point the left hook I think is a key to victory in this fight for both guys if you watch the Povetkin fight with Klitschko, he got dropped, I think, once or twice by left hooks. And Joshua has got a very good left hook, I think. Underrated left hook. Probably not as good as Klitschko's but he hurt Takam with a left hook, I think, once or twice. I think he scored a knockdown. like I think it's Takam's glove touchdown with a left hook. I think Joshua needs to use his left jab and left hook. I, I, if I was Joshua or if I was his trainer, I'd tell him to keep the right hand up and try and make a Povetkin come in with his left hook. And you counter the left hook with a left hook uh, to make him pay. I think that could be his uh, could be his uh, weakness. But Povetkin, if he's going to win this fight, I think he'll probably be with the left hook. Povetkin is probably one of the best left hooks in the business. Probably up there with Golovkin. I'd, I'd probably say he's probably got a better left hook than Golovkin. The way he knocked out Price and the way he's landed on guys like Takam. Alright, prediction. So, uh, I think this is how the fight could go. I might be wrong, I haven't really thought about it, but this is how I think it could go. I think we'll get a couple of, probably one or two rounds of a chess match. But I think maybe in the second, halfway through the second, maybe third, I think the fight will come to life. I think Joshua will have some very sticky, dangerous moments. I think Povetkin is underrated. underrated. Uh, uh, closing distance against big guys, and I think he fights better uh, better against guys that big. On the flip side, I don't think this Povetkin is in his prime, so I think he probably come out swinging. He might tag Joshua with a left hook, or maybe a right hand here and there. Might hurt him. Might buzz him. Joshua might get uh, buzzed like he, he did with Dillian White. There might be a flash knockdown. Uh, Joshua might get dropped. Even I could see this. I think Pavetkin is a big puncher. I think in reverse, what will happen with Joshua? They'll invite Joshua to open up, and I mean, they'll invite Provedkin to open up in terms. Joshua counter him, and I think Joshua will start tagging him, hurt him, maybe cut him open. And I think by the fifth or sixth, it'll turn into a one-way street fight uh, for Joshua, and I think Joshua tee off on him. Uh, I think Joshua will probably stop him. Uh, Maybe not knock out cleanly, but I think either technical knockout or maybe a premature controversial stop it by the referee or maybe the corner might stop it uh, alright I don't think he'll go 6 I think it might go a bit longer let me think this probably will go between 8 and 10 rounds I think maybe somewhere there I think I could see it going a bit late I think Povetkin will uh, pride himself on going out on the shield but in the end I think Joshua will come out victorious I'm not too confident in this fight in terms of, with Joshua because I, I, I don't know what Joshua I don't know what Joshua was going to get. I don't think I've been too impressed in the last two fights, especially the tacker. And with Parker, after the sixth or seventh round, there was a couple of moments where Parker tagged him. And Joshua, I think, didn't know what to do. I don't think Joshua, when he gets hit post Klitschko he has known what to do. I think psychologically he's not the same guy. So if I was to say percentage right well, I say I probably favor Joshua 60-40, but that forty percent with Povetkin I gave him a very life chance and I think he's a very big uh, has a very big punches chance but I think this fight is probably most dangerous in the first three, four rounds. I think Pavetkin. if he's going to win, he'll have to probably win it early. But on the flip side, I think he could set leave himself open. And I wouldn't rule Joshua out stopping him early as well. I think could, Povetkin could go in the first four. I think he might go late, though. I think he'll probably turn into a bit of a boxing m- match at times and there'll be more of a boxing punching display from Joshua. But in the end, I think Joshua should get the W.
1: Well, there we go. So we've given our breakdown, we've given our analysis, and we've given our predictions for this big fight on Saturday night. Tweet us your predictions at BTR Boxing Pod and Leave us a comment on Facebook, Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker. You know where to find the podcast now, so get over there. Get listening, get downloading. Let us know what your thoughts are on this big fight on Saturday night. Before we wrap it up, Hamed, do you have anything further to add?
0: Uh, only thing is, I think uh, there's a very good fight on the undercard between Lauren Ciccoli and I know you touched on it, Matty Askins. I think that's a very good fight and probably probably the best fight of the card uh, on the undercard. So I think that's worth watching.
1: I agree. Well, Hamed, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on for this little preview of Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Povetkin. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to catching up with you after it. Thanks very much, guys, for listening and we'll see you next time. <smart> oh, <noise> my